0: Welcome to Strictly Jojo, a podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, where every Jojo episode is reviewed by casuals for casuals. My name is Courtney. <inaudible> this is episode 25, and we're reviewing part two, Battle Tendency, The Birth of a Super Being. As always, there'll be spoilers for this episode and anything that's happened in the Jojo anime, so you've been warned. We're here. The pen, pen ultimate? Is that what it's called? The penultimate. Yes.
1: The second to last episode of part two.
0: Oh my god. I can't believe we've made it. It's kind of crazy, because I feel like we just started part two not too long ago, but it's been several months. When did we start it? I think we looked this up last time, or one of our previous episodes, and I already forgot.
1: <laughs> Wasn't it like March or April?
0: Let's see. Um, we started, it was episode 10, that was seven months ago, back in March. So, yeah, seven months to get through part two. It's uh, going to be one of the shorter parts because part one and part two are the two shortest parts. Part three is going to be long. It's going to be very long.
1: Yeah, it's going to be weird having that switch from Hamon, like getting so used to Hamon with parts one and two. And then when we eventually start part three, I know we're starting part three after part six. comes out yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, Or even just starting part six, just switching immediately to to stands. Yeah. Um, I remember that was a hard transition for me starting part three because, again, I love Joseph and his story. Not so much Jonathan's. but (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I will have to savor this episode and the next episode.
0: Yeah, it is going to be strange going seven more than seven months basically the entire time we've had this podcast strictly Jojo we have been focused on Hamon and then starting in December we will be focused on stands and stand users and all the good stuff that comes along with that. But uh, yeah, I will also need to savor these last two episodes because I love Joseph Joestar he's my favorite Jojo and I'm gonna be really sad. Well, I guess I'm not gonna be super sad because he'll be there in part three it'll just be a different kind of joseph Mm -hmm. i still love joseph at all ages but my favorite age i guess my favorite you know variant of joseph is this one from part two
1: variant it's the same joseph (laughs) it's just he grows wiser in a way in age (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) um so i guess just some updates here because i know that uh we have episodes every two weeks and we just want to touch base on these things as of today's recording um, still no confirmed uh, premiere date for JoJo Part 6. It's still confirmed for sometime in December, most likely late December, but nothing confirmed as of yet, so we'll we'll let you guys know as soon as we find out, um, both here and on our social media, Twitter and Instagram. We're still in the works for a guest to come on our podcast. Um, don't want to announce it just yet, we want it to be a surprise, but it should be either the first episode after the end of part two or maybe two episodes after that um either way very shortly after we wrap up part two we will have a guest on here talking about some some fun topic about um jojo i think we've landed on one but again i don't want to spoil it so look forward to that in november and then lastly, as you've heard a couple of times now, just want to keep um, sharing it in case anyone's missed it. For part six, when it does premiere in December, we will be doing weekly episodes. Strictly JoJo is a bi-weekly podcast. However, for the this major event, finally getting part six, we're going to do weekly episode reviews straight through all of part six. And then when we get back to part three. Um, We'll go back to our normal schedule of bi-weekly episodes. So that'll be kind of a nice treat throughout part six. You'll get uh, twice the amount of Strictly Jojo in a month that you normally would.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's going to be great.
0: (laughs) And over in Strictly Anime, we're going to be doing our weekly reviews of Attack on Titan. (laughs) So it's going to be a lot for us to take on, but I think we can do it, and I'm excited about it.
1: And actually, before we get into episode 16 of part two, there is one piece of JoJo news that I wanted to share from this week. Um, I'm looking at an article from CBR.com. I think that stands for comic book resources. But it shows the first preview image for the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spinoff. Um, which I believe features Josuke from Part 4 and Whole Horse uh, from Part 3, the weirdest team-up that I've <laughs> heard of in recent JoJo memory. But uh, the article shows the uh, Twitter post that has this preview image, um, and its it looks like it's just Joske.
0: Wait, send um, that to me. I haven't seen it. I've been a little uh, off of Twitter this week.
1: There you go. Uh, So the article says, first image and release date have been revealed for the upcoming JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spinoff manga. Uh, The still-untitled manga series will focus on Josuke Higashikata, the protagonist of JoJo Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, who's joined by the stand-wielding mercenary whole horse from Stardust Crusaders, which... I don't want to delve. I mean we already delve into spoilers, but go for whatever it. happened to like did we ever find out what happened to whole horse? not
0: entirely. um kind of but not really. there there's it, yeah, this is this is random. this is super random, but I'm here for it because why not? I was also kind of bummed that in um thus spoke. Rohan Kishibe they didn't have Josuke in it like they did for one scene but it was the back of his head and he didn't talk the whole time so I was like what the hell man you don't even have the protagonist of part four in this Rohan spinoff I know Rohan's the protagonist in the spinoff but you have fucking Koichi and like cursed Okuyasu but you don't have Josuke so I'm glad that Josuke's going to get some more limelight here but it is unusual that there would be more content for a main JoJo character. Granted, mm-hmm. Joseph obviously shows up multiple times um, in different parts, same with Jotaro, but a spin off that follows you know more of a, uh, one of the main JoJo stories is kind of, yeah, it's it's unusual. It's, it's, I think, the first time it's happened. So I'm excited to see what they end up doing with this.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if they've released details of what this story is. I- for some reason, I remember hearing that this is supposed to be a prequel to when uh, Jotaro arrives in Morio, um, and Josuke already has Crazy Diamond as a stand, but I don't think he's he hasn't named it yet or is still unfamiliar with it. I, don't quote me on that, because I don't know where I remember <laughs> that detail from. Um, but this article also mentions that Instead of being written by the series creator, Hirohiko Araki, the spin-off will be written by Kohei Kadano, um, who is the author of the acclaimed horror novel Boogie Pop and Others. So I'm wondering, do you know if the spoke uh, Kishiban... what was it? If the spoke <laughs> well, it depends. The spoke Shishirohan. It, it could
0: go either way, yeah.
1: <laughs> if that was written directly that was written directly by Araki?
0: I thought so. I could be wrong. I'm actually I, I can't confirm that. Cannot confirm or deny, um, but I guess that makes me a little hesitant that it's not f- from Iraqi. but I guess if, if the Rohan spinoff wasn't either, then...
1: Well, no, the uh, Rohan spinoff was by Iraqi. Ooh. So, I mean, hopefully he gave Kohei Kadano his blessing um, in, in tackling uh, this spinoff, but I guess we'll see once the, once the feedback starts coming in.
0: I always get nervous about that because there's something... I feel like that's that that stays true to the core of whatever that anime or manga is when it's from the actual creator. or if the creator has a heavy hand in what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know with attack on Titan, I think the creator with the anime, he he helps direct the voice actors and things like that to really, you know, emulate the the feeling that he's going for with each of the, you know, each page or each scene of the manga. So here, I, if it's gonna be directed by somebody else, I just hope that Araki is still, heavily involved in the project because if he's not and Kohei Kadono does not stay true to the the feeling of Jojo part four I think the Jojo fans are gonna know that they're gonna pick up on that right away
1: although I feel like you know Jojo is Araki's like baby like he would want Uh to (laughs) make sure that if he gives creative control to someone else that it's someone that understands his vision and won't compromise it or make these characters go in crazy directions although it's already crazy enough that Josuke and Whole Horse are reportedly teaming up in this spinoff.
0: Yeah that is really weird and it brings up a lot of questions. So I think originally Araki had planned for Whole Horse to become one of those Stardust Crusaders. (laughs) Mm. I mean he kind of fits the part of all of the enemies they come across. He would kind of fit nicely into that group Um, but obviously that that didn't happen and I guess it's just odd that he somehow makes his way to Japan and meets up with Josuke. But, I mean, stand users are attracted to other stand users. Yeah. So that that's fair. But, but all the
1: stand users in the world. But then it makes you
0: wonder if this is a prequel. Does Josuke ever tell Jotaro about his interactions with the whole horse? Because mm. Jotaro would immediately be like, yeah, I know who the fuck that is. <laughs> and that guy's annoying.
1: <laughs> I feel like this is one of those... Almost like a Star Wars moment where they can just fit things into the canon without really destroying it or but it manipulating also,
0: it. I don't know. I hope maybe there's some like, I don't know, after part at the end of it. that An, an after part is in like, it fast forwards to what the timeline is for part four, and maybe we do get to see a conversation between Josuke and Jotaro where he's like, oh, by the way, I met this guy named Whole Horse, and then we get to see that interaction because one of the things that I really, really wish we got to see in part five at the end of it was Polnareff telling Jorno that he knew Jotaro, he knows the Joe stars, and then them making that connection there because we never got that in part five.
1: Oh, that's true. Like
0: That would have been such a cool conversation to be um, witness to, but it never happened. So. Yeah, I
1: think that was just more of a treat to the readers or to the, the viewers rather than um, actually being of substance in the story. Right?
0: <laughs> well, maybe we'll get another. If this is successful, maybe we'll get another spin off where Jorno and Polnareff, Turtle Polnareff, go on some <laughs> sort of adventure, and then they meet up with Jotaro somewhere.
1: <laughs> but yeah, if any of you out there are interested and are manga readers, um, I don't think I'll be picking this up um until there's like an anime uh release of it or anime adaptation but the new jojo spinoff will be published in ultra jump magazine and feature its debut chapter in its january issue due out in japan on december 18th so
0: oh so soon
1: yeah those fan subs or fan translations are probably going to be working hard that week
0: mm, interesting and of course we did get I think we mentioned this a while back we did get that confirmation that jojo land um will be happening which is jojo part nine who knows when or what that's all going to be about but it's just nice to know you could sleep better at night knowing that iraqi is still continuing to make jojo content
1: even at like 60 i think he just turned 60. he doesn't age though he's like yeah. Keanu Reeves. he does not <laughs> age
0: he's, he's he uses hamon and he never ages
1: so yeah more power to or no he Turned 61 this year. Damn. But more power to him. He, he looks great and he still has a very creative mind for JoJo, it seems.
0: All right. Let's get into the topic at hand, which is, again, the penultimate episode of part two, The Birth of a Super Being. What were your thoughts overall on this episode?
1: I guess I could just summarize this episode in two words We're fucked. That's what <laughs> I kept thinking as I was watching this. Because um, I think. This whole episode just demonstrates with all the characters um, in it, like the sense of dread and despair that they feel um, now that Kars has finally reached his ultimate goal of putting the uh, Stone of Asia together with the Stone Mask um, and becoming this this immortal being. And it just really makes you wonder, like, what are we going to do next? Or specifically, like, what is Joseph going to do to take down this threat now? Because he's literally fighting God at this point. <laughs> what were your thoughts, though?
0: I thought it was just a lot of fun. The, there's not much um, like exposition in this episode. It is truly an action-packed episode. Um, you get like a little bit of stuff when Smokey tries to tell Joseph um, about Lisa Lisa being his mom. And then I think there was like a flashback that Joseph has. He, he kind of reflects. When he's in the airplane, he reflects a bit on how Adina had only told him about jonathan once um and i thought that was kind of crazy so i'll bring that up later but really this is just all about the action it's like the the climax or almost the climax of this fight against cars which has which has been going on for like several episodes now so it's just a fun ride maybe not so fun for joseph in the airplane but for us it's a fun ride
1: Yeah, this was basically a chase from beginning to end. Yup. Um, until we get the meat of the battle, which will obviously be in the final episode for part two.
0: From the moment he nigerun it to was, <laughs> it was over to the end of the episode. It was all a
1: chase. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, let's go ahead and jump into our synopsis and discussion for part two, episode sixteen, the birth of a super being. Ay, 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 ay! <laughs> super Hot Fire Cars is risen, and his first order of business turn his hand into a murderous squirrel and show that he's a macho macho man. Seeing that the sun is no longer the pillarman's mortal enemy, but rather an accessory to his L'Oreal sponsored mane of hair, Joseph, who snatches up the Super Hot Fire Aja and resorts to his 100% foolproof plan of getting the hell out of Swiss Dodge. Whilst Kars pursues with the wind beneath his wings. But fear not, listener. Josephu counters with an aerial example of superior German science as he pilots a Nazi plane to lure the powerhouse Pillarman to the Isola di Volcano and return him to Earth. Super Hot Fire Kars throws a barrage of various Pokemon attacks to force the plane down and end this Joe Star's career, but Josephu keeps Kars right on the nose and into the volcanic crater. Can you say, Kamikaze.
0: <laughs> nice knee slap <laughs>
1: cars tries to wiggle his way out but metal gear stroheim shows up out of who the fuck knows where to keep the pillarmen at bay and gently cradle joseph Fu to safety oh and cars he's just casually melting away in the volcanic magma nbd and now on to our next segment of the show is that a music reference where we document any and all nods homages and tributes that this extraordinary anime makes to the ordinary world of music and now it's time for the JoJo meme rundown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, again, there's there's nothing um, in these final episodes, and I'm sure that's gonna it's gonna pick up more in part three when we get around to or that, or part six, or part six, yeah.
0: Although part six is gonna be, it's not gonna be. Well, okay, it it's might not, to a certain degree yeah. be some music references, but it's mostly gonna be designers.
1: <laughs> we'll change we'll change the name of the segment, but <laughs> missed opportunity here to use the Beatles. Here comes the sun. oh yeah one of the characters stroheim could have said it for for all i could have cared but that's all i got
0: well now it's time for the jojo meme rundown where we list each new jojo meme that appeared in this episode and i actually have one and a half and i'll explain why it's one and a half in just a second but the first one is when cars is basking in the sunlight
1: yes the the l'oreal commercial yeah
0: i think my favorite use of this meme was when somebody put it with a uh the caption me when my mom gives me a flintstones vitamin (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah
1: "Yeah." (laughs) i had those when i was younger they were disgusting they
0: were absolutely disgusting they tasted like like i didn't didn't
1: feel any (laughs) healthier they were so
0: gritty oh my god i hated when my mom had to give me or not had to when she made me take them (laughs) but at least i felt like cars every time
1: (laughs) yeah i'm sure metabolism wise it was fantastic for us
0: the other one which is the half of a meme is joseph's one last strategy in the well i guess not his last strategy but like one more use of his famous strategy and I say it's a half because we've already um, touched on this one when he first did this in the second or third episode of f- part two. Oh,
1: it was the second, yeah.
0: Where he runs away from straight and he mm-hmm. tells Smokey to run. Um, this is the same exact thing, except now it's away from cars. But those two images of Joseph running away from Straitso and then Joseph running away from cars are used interchangeably because he says literally the same thing. Nigerundayo. So, yeah, that's why I said it was a half meme, but I at least wanted to call it out because it's a great meme. And as always, if we missed any memes from this episode, please reach out to us because we want to honor each and every one. So right off the bat with this episode, we get one of the best openings in part two. Aye,
1: aye, aye, and that's, aye. yeah, it immediately starts
0: with cars with the mask and stone on. And then you get the I, ay theme song and then Stroheim shrieking Shimata. Like it's just, it came out of nowhere. It just like slaps you in the face as soon as the episode starts. But it's so funny because like cars does this thing where he like whips his head to the side really fast and like the stones right there. And then the, the amazing theme song kicks in, and then Strollheim's just like, Shimata! I'm not even going to try. I, I kind of tried, but, you know. <laughs> What's
1: does Shimata mean again? Shit. Oh. <laughs>
0: right? It's kind of like, okay, now I'm going to check. Shimata meaning Japanese. Oops. <laughs> Google Translate says oops. I like it to, uh, to shit. Like, oh, Wait, shit. Wait, it
1: means oops.
0: It's like saying, oh, shoot. But... <laughs> Most of the time, it's like saying, "Oh shit."
1: I mean, yeah, in Stroheim's context, <laughs> I'm sure it's like, like, "Oh, oh. fuck." Yeah. <laughs> I just love that they're they're using the I call it the Pillarman thing. I don't know if there's an actual official name for it, but um, just for the episode to open up with it was just fantastic because um, it it represents the Pillarman so perfectly uh, with its sound, and this is probably the last time we'll hear it. I don't. I can't recall if we hear it again in the last episode, but what a way to might. use it. I oh, think we
0: okay. might. There, there's some big stuff that happens in the last episode where I feel like, I hope it comes on because it's a great theme song. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I guess this is one of the last effective uses of the song. So,
0: And really quick, one of the things that we love to do when we're at conventions, and we may have mentioned this in the past um, when it comes to this song, but when we're at anime conventions and it's time to get up, the best thing to do is say "Awaken my masters" and then blast the shit out of this song, ay 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 ay, and get everyone to wake the fuck up.
1: Or well, I don't even say "Awaken my masters." I'll just start playing it at, at full high volume. Vo- yeah, full just volume. Shock <laughs> every, like, rip
0: everyone out of their sleep, and just make them wake up.
1: And I think we've mentioned too the the mashup of this with uh, Little John's "Turn Down for What." Oh yeah, It's a fantastic <laughs> mashup. Um, so I'll say it again give it a listen. I think it's somewhere floating around on YouTube.
0: And then things get even better with this episode because we get the OP but with fucking sound effects. They put the sound effects in for this penultimate episode and it's cool but also like kind of jarring at first. When it came out I was like oh shit that's right there's sound effects this episode.
1: Yeah I think they've only used the OPs with sound effects when it's the last time that OP will be played in a part. Yes. Um I don't know did that happen in part 1?
0: I'm pretty I wanted to say so but now I'm not sure.
1: I'm going to have to rewatch the opening <laughs> for part 1. And I don't know if we discussed that um way back when we talked about episode 9.
0: I'm pretty sure it does happen in part 3 though.
1: Yeah, I know part 3 for sure. Um and then there's one in part 4. But yeah, I can't remember part one. Again, part one is kind of forgettable. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: well, we did watch it seven months ago. Yeah. So it's a little fuzzy at this point. It's a very small detail to remember. But here we do get the sound effects. They're great. Um, but again, they did kind of like take me by surprise. I forgot that they were going to be in this episode. And things continued to get better because the art or like animation in this episode is spectacular. I mean, they really put in a lot of budget and a lot of time for this second to last episode because Everything looks great. The lines are bold and crisp and clean. Um, The colors have this, like, beautiful shading to them, kind of, like, blending colors together. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, you know, everything's, like, blended very nicely. And everyone is drawn so incredibly well. And I really appreciate that because we're leading up to the final, you know, final moments here of part two, and it's just nice to be able to enjoy it with such a a visual feast. (laughs) Yeah,
1: even certain details, like of characters faces i noticed joseph at certain points just had a lot of like you could see prominent features on his face yeah um, at certain parts um so yeah you could definitely tell that the budget was geared toward these last two episodes
0: so now we're set up right for this fantastic fight action based episode and what's kind of interesting is you get this amazing opening you get this amazing op you get amazing art right off the bat and then Cars's transformation is just incredibly underwhelming when he becomes the ultimate being. But I think it's fantastic. I love the way that they did this. Um, Physically, he doesn't really change. And the group takes a while, takes a bit to realize his power and his abilities. And the entire time, he's not even speaking. He's just standing there trying to figure out what the fuck just happened to his body. And I think, again, I I think it's so smart because oftentimes there's this like major transformation where the villain looks insane unless you're Frieza where you suddenly get smaller for some reason in one of your final transformations but here he literally looks the same I think there might be like a slight difference maybe his hair is more wild or maybe he's got an extra horn or something but he just looks the same and it's it's almost creepy in a way like I, c- I can feel the fear that they're feeling because you don't know what to expect because nothing obvious has changed at this point
1: yeah i was gonna say it, it's in contrast to when dio put the mask on back in part one like you could see right away that he had become this vampiric being like his fangs protruded out of his mouth but yeah like you said here you don't get any sort of physical indication that cars has really changed
0: and the first question that comes to mind is, did it even work? <laughs> like, did mm-hmm. it work? Nothing Nothing seems different.
1: And then, obviously, he he changes out his, or, like, transforms his hand. And of all the things, he just chooses a squirrel, which I know, like, the squirrel is there. But why is there a squirrel at the, on the top of a mountain as well? You know, <laughs> I don't know.
0: And I had the same question. I was like, he turns his hand into a squirrel because why not? Like, I get the point is to show that he can manipulate any life form, and he's trying to test out his new powers Um, but yeah that was kind of odd and then it turns into like a a rabid squirrel that eats through Stroheim's stomach
1: yeah and speaking of Stroheim I think before the whole hand transforming thing you know um, Stroheim tries to play down the the fact that Kars has changed because he calls out that he still has that Hamon wound that uh, Joseph inflicted on him and it's just another trophy declaration I think you mentioned this before that you know, cars just tries to make it seem like dangerous situations aren't that dangerous. You
0: mean Stroheim tries to make it? Seem- or did I say cars? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Stroheim,
1: um, because again, he's trying to make it seem like cars really isn't this big threat. Um, but Stroheim, I feel like he's always just susceptible to this, and 100%. then he just <laughs> gets his ass handed to him, or I guess here it's his guts handed to him um, after afterwards.
0: Yeah, the guy can't catch a break, and he's constantly inserting his foot into his mouth, and this is just another moment of that. And, I mean, damn, this is all his fault. Okay, that's not <laughs> all his fault, but he played a large part in allowing the ultimate being to come to fruition. Well,
1: again, he is a Nazi, so we can't, <laughs> we can't sympathize with him too much, I guess.
0: I guess at a human level, that's got to suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what's nice on a human level is that Joseph is worried for the squirrel and tells it tells it to stay away from the other not real squirrel. I'm like, of all the things that you could be worried about right now, Joseph, you're like screaming at a squirrel who doesn't understand English, just stay away from this other fake squirrel, otherwise it's gonna die. Did you
1: notice that I think the real squirrel had little hearts come up? Yeah, out it, of like its head. Wanted, it like want it like fell in love with
0: the, the car squirrel.
1: It felt like such a like a video game effect.
0: Yeah, or like like something out of Looney Tunes or some shit. Yeah. But yeah, it was just it was a stupid stupid moment, but a very endearing moment for Joseph. Just another reminder that he's a very caring protagonist. Um, but the biggest sign of all that he has changed, he being cars, is that he is unaffected by the sunlight when again he's basking there after taking his Flintstones vitamin. And the ultimate being as he states it, um combines combines all life forms into one connecting all life and I was like okay I kind of get that I don't really get that but I kind of get that and then we see more of you know kind of what he's capable of as the the episode goes on so when Joseph hits that uh for the second time my one question is why does Smokey run with him like I know oh, the, yeah. <laughs> I know the first time with Straitso, he told him to run with him like specifically and it was to draw Straitso away from the crowd but here it's like Smokey is on the same level as everyone else. They're like, you know, speedwagon, Stroheim, like they're all part of the battle, and Joseph's trying to be a little more um selfless here and be the only one that Cars goes after and he wants everyone else to stay safe. But for some reason Smokey just fucking hightails it out of there with him. Maybe he's maybe he's doing it out of force of habit, but I was like, "Why are you also running?"
1: I I just like how Smokey sees through his ruse right, right away <laughs> cuz <Yeah>. everyone else <laughs> is so pumped for what Joseph's about to plan. And of course, it's just him um, escaping. And I think it's because like, Smokey was about to tell Joseph the truth about Lisa Lisa, right? I
0: think so too. I think his goal was to um, have a chance to tell Joseph about Lisa 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 being his mother. And I also you know, kind of liken it up to the fact that Smokey is very much best waifu material just like Speedwagon. I think if that were a situation with Jonathan and Speedwagon you know if if Jonathan runs away Speedwagon is right there with him and I'm sure in this moment maybe Speedwagon would have also ran with Joseph but he's holding Lisa Lisa so he can't abandon her. So I think it's just it's it's just that best waifu tendency and Smokey is most certainly best waifu in this situation with Joseph. So one thing that I thought was really odd um, was that Cars, you know, he's yapping away and all that stuff. And then he says that Hamon warriors mean nothing to him anymore, but he'll still destroy Joseph in order to avenge Wamu and ACDC. And I find this weird because, like, a few episodes ago, he gave zero shits when he dishonored the shit out of Wamu and ACDC's names. When he Mm -hmm. um, decided to fight unfairly after telling Joseph that he was going to fight fairly in their honor. So I'm just like, okay, make like pick a lane, dude. Like do you care about these guys or do you not? Cuz I think when Wamu died, he like immediately said, you know, this was your weakness. It's all it's kind of your fault being for being a warrior. Yeah. Was, like, yeah. He like downplayed it or kind of like shamed him for doing that, and I don't know, it's just weird that he would use that as an excuse to kill Joseph versus just wanting to kill him to just finish the job or to Or because Joseph's a pain in the ass to him.
1: I guess they were his only companions for like 2,000 years, right? That's true. (laughs) Um, But yeah, other than that, like he he could just kill Joseph just because he hates how much he's foiled his plans at this point.
0: Yeah, he's just a pain in his ass, and why not just get rid of him, I guess.
1: And then there's that quick narrator break, which it always feels out of place whenever the narrator jumps in. This felt really out of place because you know, he he was explaining like the things that we had already known at this point, like cars is invincible, um, and then kind of delved more into what his other abilities are now that he's honed the stone mask power. Um, yeah, like he doesn't age, he doesn't die, and I think you mentioned he outperforms the abilities of all living things. And then you have that weird diagram.
0: Yeah, and very, it, the whole thing felt very much like enter the narrator at this moment to give us a biological breakdown of the ultimate being. Like, that that image of cars with those random-ass animals looked like something you would see in a biology textbook.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And I think this was also ripped straight out of the manga. Like, that would make the, the sense. Entire, <laughs> like, the entire picture. Like, I, I think this is something that belongs in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> and even, like, there are... Um, Little texts and arrows pointing to certain things. Um, it's just the weirdest thing to insert in the middle of an episode, as if we're watching, um, like a science documentary. But, you but know. here we are.
0: We, we got it, and we have to. We have to take it.
1: <laughs> I feel like this should be framed in a museum somewhere. Just someone put this <laughs> this image on a random museum wall and see if anyone actually treats it as an exhibit itself
0: don't tempt jojo fans okay they'll do it (laughs) i mean we all know what happened with jotaro bridge on google maps like oh yeah yeah. (laughs) actually i'm gonna bring that up when we get to that part i'm gonna bring that up making a note right now jotaro bridge (laughs) so another kind of random thing that we i don't know if it's random it felt random um in this episode is joseph can fly a plane um i don't know if he's channeling his inner george joestar the second aka his dad or if he was actually taught how to fly a plane but he's flying a plane and doing it pretty fucking well and seems to know the ins and outs of it because he can tell by the fuel and from the gauges or from the gauges how much fuel he has and how many hours he has left in flight time based on how fast he's going
1: although that gauge was at four and then he said two hours yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's just he can't read numbers, or if you know, the gauge has a different uh, measurement that he knows it means two hours. Well, um, any
0: any uh, pilots out there listening to Strictly JoJo, feel free to hit us up and let us know what the hell that was all about. What, what do those gauges mean on the plane that Joseph is flying? Because uh, I was confused. Um,
1: the other thing is this is a German plane, so I don't know if he. I'm I'm not sure if there's like a standardized thing for like how planes are built, like the cockpits, but I would assume like a German plane is different from like a British plane that his father would have flown. Um, but Joseph has flown in the past, right? He, he's but he's crashed planes a couple times.
0: I all I remember is that he was in that airplane with Speedwagon back in the day. It was mm. when Speed, Speedwagon was explaining that Joseph has anger issues. Um and it was the first time Joseph had used his Hamon. It was because the plane was getting hijacked and the guys were threatening Speedwagon and then Joseph of, of course got mad. Um and then he like knocked them all out and purposely crashed the airplane. Um but I didn't think that was him knowing how to fly. So I don't know if like he learned somehow or again if it's just George Joestar the second's spirit teaching his son yeah, how to fly all of a sudden
1: yeah because george obviously died before joseph could or joseph was even grown up yet yeah
0: so i don't know either way well you know we'll call it jojo logic we'll leave it at that <laughs> um and also he,
1: how did he know where the plane was parked
0: i i don't know he jumped on a fucking <laughs> cliff and then all of a sudden like in the span of th- like three seconds was somehow in the plane started it up got it off the ground it was yeah. flying back towards where cars
1: was. and like th- the plane was angled pretty high up yeah <laughs> right? you you'd still need like a bit of a running start on the water first before you can you can angle the plane that way
0: yeah again we'll just we'll just chalk it up to jojo logic like many things in this anime it is just <laughs> jojo logic mm-hmm. um But we get the whole flying sequence, and Joseph tells Speedwagon, when he's up in the air, kind of, you know, uh, for some time now, he tells Speedwagon that his plan is to destroy cars in the volcano. And this particular exchange kind of hits me in the feels every time I watch it. Because Speedwagon goes into basically an extreme panic, He's already lost so much and kind of reflects on how it's all happening again. And by that, he means losing yet another Joe Star from this family. And it's really sad to see him like this. Um, he even says, he like shouts out loud that he doesn't want to lose Joseph too and begs him to stop and then tries to convince him by telling him that uh, Lisa Lisa is his mother, although Joseph can't hear him. And again, it's just like the whole thing is kind of gut-wrenching because Speedwagon is best waifu not only to Jonathan but to the entire Joe Star lineage even after his passing and he cares so much about Edina and Joseph they're basically his only family at this point and it's kind of like him I don't know like losing his nephew or losing his grandson potentially um, and then on top of that it's it's even more sad because Joseph is doing all of this with the intention of sacrificing his own life like he's so ready to accept his fate as a Joe Star um that he's just gonna nosedive into this volcano in order to save the world from cars so yeah I don't know I think even though this is a really funny and very action-packed episode every time I watch this scene every time I watch this exchange between Speedwagon and Joseph I kind of kind of get some feels
1: yeah for me especially when he says I don't want to lose you too like you, you realize just how much like heartbreak and sadness Speedwagon has gone through with this family.
0: He's literally witnessed 3 Joestar deaths. Mm-hmm. George the 1st and then Jonathan and then George the 2nd and he's worried that he's going to have to witness the fourth one. That that's pretty that's pretty gut wrenching.
1: Yeah. So thinking of all of that like you can definitely feel for him at this point. Um but I <laughs> this was a stupid thing for me to to catch is right before all that emotion hits um when joseph tells speedwagon that he has an idea there's a moment where speedwagon says like an idea jojo don't do anything rash (laughs) (laughs) it's like he knows like the the shit that joseph comes up with i just thought it was funny for him to like to realize like jojo has an idea no (laughs) it's like oh shit here we go
0: But yeah, that, that feels very appropriate for what we know of Joseph and, and his ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so we go through this very emotional exchange and then piranhas, like immediately and then piranhas, <laughs> piranhas running down from the ceiling because they were formerly Car's scales that were formerly feathers. The, yeah, the feathers <laughs> that turned
1: into armadillo scales that turned into live piranhas.
0: And of course, Joseph is always full of tricks. And even in this high pressure situation with piranhas chewing holes in his parachute, he somehow has the time to make a decoy parachuter or decoy human um, with the parachute that I thought got ripped up, but somehow it looks intact when he throws it out of the plane. So I don't know how much time has passed, but damn, that's quick. That's like real quick to make a dummy like that.
1: Unless there was a second parachute. (laughs) Hey. <laughs> so he used this the, the, <laughs> the, the his only parachute. other s- source of um, escape
0: <laughs> he uses that one just to throw cars off for a hot second
1: <laughs> um, and then he drew on the like i don't know he, if it on the was face a, yeah it wasn't that, a balloon or whatever
0: it's that like i don't know what it's called um i can't remember like a
1: sandbag
0: yeah but like the face he draws on like you see that on a lot of things oh um in, in japanese culture But I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up later. In a
1: German plane?
0: (laughs) And he's English. (laughs) 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 What? Yeah. Joseph has no relation to Japan. So why he made that face, I don't know. Because it's made of Japanese characters. It's made of Iragana. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Jojo logic, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway uh joseph says he's taking cars down with him into the volcano again he's already willing to sacrifice his own life to stop this super being from killing everybody and that's when we get joseph reflecting on jonathan saying again that Irina has only talked about him once to joseph um and that he was an honorable man and that his only regret joseph's only regret is making Edina upset with his death but he accepts it because that is his fate as a joestar and i'm like damn that's kind of sad that Edina only talked about her her loving husband once to her grandchild <laughs> it's like dude at least tell him more i i get it the whole the whole thing with Edina is that she wanted to keep joseph away from anything having to do with the joestar fate but it's like, oh could,
1: There were still plenty of other stories she could have told him about Jonathan. Yeah, about Just like. Just being a chivalrous gentleman. Yeah,
0: or about how the time Dio kissed her and then like slapped her in the face.
1: And then <laughs> and Jonathan into the mud. <laughs> jumped over the fountain <laughs> in his fit of adrenaline rage.
0: And about the time Zappelli punched Joseph in the stomach with his pinky and then his broken arm healed again and then Mm -hmm. flowers bloom from the i mean there's wonderful stories to tell uh, joseph but yes now she decides not to it's kind of sad but
1: this one story did stick with him yeah which is
0: good because i think that's something to take away about jonathan it's that he was a good noble man and that's what joseph should emulate although he doesn't really do that
1: (laughs) but he says the joestar blood flows in his veins yeah
0: yeah and then another weird transition somehow this is the most jojo logic of all parts in this episode (laughs) somehow stroheim is in the landing pad if you want to call it that the the
1: pontoon i think he says pontoon like the the floating yeah the thing that allows the
0: he's inside of it inside like let's just think for a second Literally, how is this possible? Stroheim was back with everyone else when Joseph ran away from them towards the plane and then got into the plane and then flew back in their direction, but he was already so fucking high in the air. How the hell does this happen?
1: German science.
0: Jojo logic.
1: I <laughs> will <laughs> say German science, the best in the world.
0: <laughs> well, no one seemed to fucking notice, so everyone's taken by surprise that Stroheim is in the pontoon.
1: I guess that's because he said he was hiding in one of the pontoons. Oh, well, <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know how he ended up there. It
0: looks like the, like the landing pad of the plane that like hits the water or whatever. Like whatever.
1: that part that allows it to float.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't even know you could store anything in there, but here we are. So anyway, Stroheim is here to the rescue. And... The only thing that I thought of at the end of this episode after all these crazy twists and stuff is that someone should probably get Lisa Lisa some medical attention. Cause she was stabbed multiple oh, times in yeah. multiple places and is probably gonna die of blood loss if if it weren't for that plot armor though. It would be funny <laughs> if she
1: was just already dead in speedway. Oh my god. Arms.
0: And he's like screaming like Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> Um, yeah but you know that sweet sweet plot armor has her going mm-hmm. or maybe we'll just say it's the hormone even though she probably can't breathe because she got stabbed through the chest and then we get the preview for the final episode of part two and i think it's more shrieking from stroheim at one point
1: yeah <laughs> I, I don't doubt it also it just spoils that car's cars is, fi- is fine. I know
0: there's one quick <laughs> shot of cars and he's just standing there looking like very menacing, like menacingly looking downward. Um
1: mm-hmm. although like a couple seconds beforehand or a couple minutes beforehand we could see him melting in the lava.
0: Yeah, like- that's why I love like I don't know if it's been like this in the past, but there's a decent amount of anime nowadays I don't even have previews for the next episode. It's just the title for the next episode, and I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. It's not spoilery at all. Kind of like how um, Attack on Titan Final Season's OP had literally no spoilers because it was just a bunch of propaganda imagery. So that, that stuff's cool. Maybe we're heading towards that trend because anime previews and anime OPs and EDs are very spoilery. Case in point, this one for the final episode of part two.
1: And that brings us to our final thoughts for part two, episode 16, The Birth of a super being. What did you think overall about this penultimate episode?
0: Again, it was just a wild ride, not only for Joseph, but for us. Um, I think it's great. I think it's a good way to lead up to the last episode. Um, we don't need more exposition at this point. We don't need more backstory. We don't need more context about anything. We, we just got enough context about what the hell Cards has become. Um, It's really just about all of the action building up to what will be the final moments of this part um, and of Cars, I guess. So I think it was a great way to lead into the final episode, and I really enjoyed it. What about you?
1: I'm going to use an office quote here. What this episode demonstrates is, we are out of carrots. We are out of sticks. Hail Carsama forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah. As much as this was a just a cat and mouse chase throughout, um, it was still fun to watch. I would say it was probably the wackiest way to start off. Cars like Joseph's final battle with cars um,
0: with a squirrel. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll start with a damn squirrel, um, and it was as nice as it was to see cars subdued in the end. Uh, in the climax, his fate is just still open ended. Um, as we enter the last episode um, obviously we know what happens now but for those uninitiated you have to wonder is a volcano really going to stop an immortal being Um, even as it appears that it's melting his skin away
0: i mean props to joseph on his thought process though he Mm -hmm. said like earth Created cars so Earth can take him away. I mean, at that point, knowing he's immortal, what uh, other fucking (laughs) options do you have? (laughs) It's
1: a very Christian school of thought. Yeah. You are. you are dust into dust you shall return
0: (laughs) see i mean honestly that's probably one of the most big brain moments that joseph has had Mm -hmm. not just his you know luck is a skill type of thing or him being a, a schemer but like really kind of critically thinking about the best way to dispose of an immortal being when no one else can come up with a fucking idea i think that's pretty impressive
1: and so that's going to raise a question in the next episode and i i will not... bring that up <laughs> <laughs> okay i won't spoil that question it's here, a big but... <laughs> it's a big open ended
0: question a big debate when it comes to joseph and and part 2 and cars and everything so yes we will definitely talk about that in the final episode which is the next episode can you even believe it we are here 7 months later we are almost to the end of part 2
1: but i'm so excited to watch this like it's been years since i've No, actually, we watched this episode a couple months ago with a friend. Oh, yeah, we did. (laughs) It hasn't been years, but it has. I haven't watched this episode often, so it'll be nice to to watch it a third time.
0: And it is a really good ending episode for a part. I think really all of the ending episodes for all of the parts are good. Um, This one is very solid. I I always enjoy it every time I watch it, Um, especially the latter half. It's just so funny. It's just such a good... A good time, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll just leave it at that. We're very excited to, I guess, wrap up our review series of Part 2 Battle Tendency. Thank you so much, everybody, for continuing to, to listen with us and go on this journey with us as we make our way through all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I hope you guys are as excited as we are for what's coming up in November, some uh, discussion episodes, and of course, most excited for what's coming up with part six. We'll continue to keep everybody updated. Um, Hopefully we'll get a premiere date soon for part six so we can give you some, uh, some more concrete scheduling here over at Strictly JoJo. But yeah, for now, we will see you in the final episode of part two. Thank you so much for tuning in. And that wraps up episode 25 of Strictly Jojo. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash series and subscribe on your favorite podcast service so you can be notified when new episodes premiere every other Monday. Follow us on Instagram at thestrictlyseries and on Twitter at Strictly Series. Connect with us there or on our website, thestrictlyseries.com to share your thoughts on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. You'll also find more info on Strictly Anime, our other podcasts for anime reviews and discussions. Thank you so, so much for listening and sharing our love of Jojo. Stay weeb, everyone. To be continued.